Hey, hey! So excited to have you here. Maybe this is a coincidence, but I don't believe in those. I believe that everything in our life happens with reason. And that's why I believe that you are here today, because you are meant for more. Yes, you are! My name is Barbara, and I want to share my journey with you. Talk about personal growth and challenges that we are all facing. But I also want to encourage you to ask different questions so you can find and live your purpose. I invite you to be curious, to think outside the box and step out of your comfort zone. Join me and discover how to unlock your potential, take responsibility and create life on your own terms. Hello, hello everyone, welcome to today's episode. As we are constantly facing different stressors in our lives, today we're going to talk about resilience and rewiring our brains. And I'll explain to you why is that important. You will also understand a little bit better why it can be so hard to change your habits, even though you are so determined you're changing it. Well, what is resilience? Resilience is our ability to handle stress and it varies from person to person. Some people maybe can handle multiple stressors effortlessly, managing work, family, and school, while the same thing for some other person, it can be overwhelming and lead to stress and burnout. So we can have the same amount of stressors in our lives, but react and navigate differently in those challenging situations. Why is that so? Well, while some people developed resilience in childhood, through supportive adult relationships, not everyone had that kind of support and also our life experiences are very different and they are shaping us. Actually, it is not about the event that happened to us, it is about how we learn to deal with it. And not always we had coping mechanisms that worked. Our coping mechanisms also can get overwhelmed if we are exposed to highly stressful situations and events over a period of time. So yes, life is happening, but how can we learn to deal with stress in a healthier way? The answer is by building resilience. And let me tell you, it is also possible to develop resilience as an adult. Being resilient means that you can respond to stressful situations in a healthier way, picking yourself up quickly when something doesn't go as expected. Some people juggle a lot and they feel good, they can sleep well, they don't experience depression or anxiety. Whatever happens, it seems that they can manage large amounts of stress. In contrast to that, some other people maybe find the same situations overwhelming and really hard to navigate through those stressful periods. So why is it easier for some people to deal with stress? Well, we all have a window of tolerance, but it differs in size. Let me tell you what window of tolerance actually is. So that's a concept used in psychology to describe the optimal zone of arousal where individual can effectively cope with stressors and challenges. It's the range within which a person can manage and respond to stress in a healthy and adaptive manner. When individuals operate within their window of tolerance, they can engage with the demands of daily life without becoming overly stressed or overwhelmed. And in this state, they are better able to think clearly, make decisions and navigate various situations with a sense of balance. However, the size of a window of tolerance can vary from person to person, as I just mentioned, and some individuals naturally have a wider window, allowing them to handle a greater range of stressors without experiencing significant distress. On the other hand, those with narrower window 
may find it challenging to manage even moderate stressors, leading to feelings of anxiety, frustration, or being easily overwhelmed. Now, the window of tolerance can be influenced by various factors, including early life experiences, trauma, and the quality of supportive relationship. So, as you can guess, it's really important for us to focus on expanding our window of tolerance. And you're probably aware that in order for you to change certain things in your life, in order for you to grow, you have to change your habits, the way you think, the way you behave. And that's when we say, you know, if you want to change anything, you have to change. Yes, you have to change your way of being, your way of showing up, your patterns. And now this is where it becomes interesting. The exciting concept of rewiring our brain, also known as designing the mind, brain hacking and biohacking, is based on our growing understanding of neuroplasticity. By actively rewiring our brains, we can improve our cognitive abilities and overall well-being. It also helps us when we want to build new habits and it explains why it is so hard for us to change certain habits. Now, consider your window of tolerance as a key factor in this process. So the size of your window of tolerance influences how well you can handle change, establish new habits and navigate challenges. A wider window of tolerance achieved through practices that enhance resilience and neuroplasticity can actually empower you to embrace change more effectively. As you actively engage in rewiring your brain, you not only enhance your cognitive abilities, but you also expand the capacity to adapt to new habits. And that's really important because it literally helps you to grow. Now, what is neuroplasticity? As we mentioned that that's also important. Neuroplasticity is brain's ability to reorganize itself and build new connections. We can rewire our brains by creating new pathways. So if there are certain things and habits that you want to change, it is possible to do so, but you have to understand how it works. You can't actually erase existing ones. You can just weaken them by every day choosing not to do the certain behavior. And then we can also generate new neurons and synapses as we learn new skills and experiences. And that's actually by creating new neural connections. So when we were kids, you know, in early life, we had a high level of neuroplasticity, allowing us to learn and absorb information quickly through imitation and association. For example, children who are exposed to multiple languages, they can become fluent in several languages at a young age. As adults, we may find it challenging to learn a new language because our neuroplasticity has decreased but we can still enhance our neuroplasticity by making the effort to learn new things. So how it actually works? Well, the process of developing neural networks occurs when our neurons that fire together, wire together. That means that by repeatedly associating activities, certain neurons in the brain continuously fire together, allowing neurotransmitters to cross the synapses between them. Basically, it means the more you do and repeat certain behavior, the easier it becomes. We can think of these neural networks as well-developed pathways or roadways. It's kind of if you're going through the woods and then you want to get to the other side. If you follow the path that's already there, you will eventually get somewhere easier than if you're just trying to smash everything that's on your way and create a new path. So the more 
you use the same path, the same roadway, it's easier to stick to it, easier to follow. And that's why our brain usually tend to, you know, lean to those familiar ways of doing things. That's why it's really hard to break certain habits. And now the bad news is that our brain does not distinguish between good or bad. So it will follow those actions, habits and behaviors that you do most often. If you are consistently repeating behaviors, it will lead to deeply ingrained, almost automatic actions. So now you understand why it is hard to change them. Did it ever happen to you that you were heading home? You know, like the same route you use every day and maybe your intention was to go somewhere else. I don't know, to gym or visit a friend, but you were like so distracted that you just followed the same route and you find yourself like on the way or in the metro or bus on the way home. And you're like, oh no, I have to go to a different place. So that's how we do those, you know, automatic behaviors and actions that's just ingrained in your brain. And think about your morning routine. What do you do every morning? Do you have the same routine or just like way of doing things? Maybe you use the toilet, you check your phone, you grab a coffee, your body commands, I need coffee. I really need coffee. And then you're like already taking, making the coffee, not even thinking of it. So here I would often invite you not to check your phone, not to go and rush to do something that you always do, Take five minutes instead in silence. Do something differently that you do every day. Take your power back instead of being a slave of your habits. You have the power to change, but it requires conscious effort and focusing on strengthening the parts that you want to change. So as I said, whatever you repeat constantly, that's what your brain will lean to. It will be easy for it just to do things the same way as you're always doing them. That's why also consistency and discipline are crucial because the more you repeat, it gets easier for your brain to stick to it. Now, it's maybe a little bit more clear why changing habits is so difficult, but neuroplasticity allows us to modify these pathways. And that's the good news, change is possible. Neuroplasticity also allow you to change habits if you choose to do so. You can modify and you can make your brain more resilient and create the new habits that will serve you. The brain is a learning-based system, so it's developing through how it's used and the experiences we have. It can form new connections, reorganize existing ones, and even generate new neurons through neurogenesis. Your brain is so powerful, so choose to use it so it works for you, not against you. And now the question is, what can we do to optimize our brain health and promote neuroplasticity? The good news is that the same things that are healthy for our body are also beneficial for our brain. Think like this, engaging in activities that challenge you promotes neuroplasticity. So I'll share a few practices with you. You probably heard of some of them, but just take what can serve you. Let's say mindful meditation. If you engage in mindfulness regularly, you do meditation. This practice helps you to calm your mind, reduce stress and promotes emotional resilience. Even short sessions of mindful breathing can make a significant difference. 
but do it regularly. This way you will see that, yes, it can be hard. It can be hard to be still. It can be hard or boring or you don't know what to do when you need to control your breath. But if you just think that this is the way of you taking the control and helping yourself to later navigate easier through stressful situations, I think it's worth doing it. The next thing, learn a new skill. Challenge yourself by learning something new. Whether it's a playing a musical instrument, painting, cooking, a new cuisine, or picking up a new language. You can also start to dance and make some new moves. You don't have to be a dancer, but you just need to challenge yourself to do something different. And dancing also comes to physical exercise, right? You can regularly exercise, especially aerobic activities has been linked to improving neuroplasticity. And then activities like running, swimming, or dancing, as I mentioned, not only benefit your physical health, but also enhance cognitive function. Solving puzzles and playing brain games. If you engage in activities that challenge your cognitive abilities, such as puzzles, crosswords, or playing brain training games, those activities will actually stimulate your brain and contribute to the formation of new neural connections. It's super fun and it can help you to build resilience and neuroplasticity. So also you can do yoga. Yoga combines physical postures, breath control and meditation. So it has been shown to reduce stress, improve mental clarity and contribute to overall well-being. There are many things you can do. Those are just some of them. And remember, the key is to incorporate these practices regularly into your lifestyle. Consistency is essential for both building resilience and promoting neuroplasticity. Choose activities that resonate with you and make them a part of your daily or weekly routine. For example, I brush my teeth every morning with the left hand. It's fun. You have to try it. You can actually challenge your brain by incorporating activities using your non-dominant hand. So whether it's brushing your teeth, writing or even eating with an opposite hand, this can create new neural pathways. So find something that works for you and try it out. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to stay connected, you can subscribe to the podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have any comments, suggestions or questions, feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'll be delighted to connect with you and also create content that resonates with you the most. Thank you for tuning in, wishing you a lovely day and until next time.